Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. The Power Platform is a technology platform designed to empower everyday users with the ability to create solutions to business problems in a low-code application development environment. More specifically, Power Apps provides organizations with the ability to create custom apps using their data. Sometimes that data resides within Dataverse, and other times, it is somewhere else. Luckily, the Power Platform now has over 1,000 data connectors so that organizations can get the data in the hands of the people who need it at the right time and within the right business context. Now, with Copilot, there's an even greater democratization of data and application development. Imagine being able to create a Power App simply by describing what it is you want it to do. Well, that's what today's returning guest, Brian Schaefer, Senior Technical Specialist at Microsoft, is going to highlight. Of course, I don't want to steal his thunder, so let me go ahead and reintroduce you all to Brian Schaefer. Brian has been in the business application space for over 13 years. He has been an end user, consultant, program manager, software engineer, and a solution architect. In those 13 years, Brian has worked across various industries and with organizations of all sizes. One of the accomplishments Brian is most proud of is building pandemic response applications using the Power Platform during the height of the COVID-19 crisis. It was very rewarding for him to see technology help people in near real time. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for tidbits. Today, we have a returning guest, Brian Schaefer from the Microsoft Manufacturing Group. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah, definitely. So let's jump right in. So what is Copilot for Power Apps? Sure. So to start the beginning, you know, Copilot's a design choice that we made at Microsoft uh, for leveraging uh, technologies like OpenAI and large language models. You know, so what that means at the end for Power Platform is there's a bunch of new, really exciting use cases that you can enable now that you can leverage Azure OpenAI OpenAI technology. You know, for example, you can build apps, create flows, build bot topics, populate power pages with content, you know, all using natural language, that same interface that we've seen uh, really uh, take a lot of uh, market share in terms of uh, conversation with uh, technology back and forth. You know, another part of that is we have features in Power Virtual Agents that allow you to basically have a chat experience with a website or a document. So think of that web type experience that you have with uh, ChatGPT, using that on your enterprise data and getting those uh, insights and summarizations and, and productivity gains. You know, when you put all of these pieces together, 
Uh, what you have is a platform that you can use to not only build apps quickly, but build your own co-pilots for your business. So think of like the products that we're putting out, Word and Excel, and there's been some previews of that in Bing. A lot of users are starting to use the chat functionality there. You can build those experiences securely on your data uh, for your own special business processes that give you an advantage, help you maintain compliance or keep your customers coming back for more business. Love that, Brian. When we think of Power Apps, it's part of that whole low-code idea, democratizing this ability to create apps quickly and solve business problems through an end user, not necessarily traditional app development. Do you see Copilot further democratizing that or maybe making low-code lower code? I, I definitely do. And um, I kind of see this as um, being a benefit to customers in, in two ways. You know, one is you're going to be able to build applications faster. So we all kind of um, remember that time we built the first Power App, right, where we did something without code. And for those of us that came from a, a configuration background, you know, like myself, largely configuring applications to have that type of uh, interface and creating something that's of value was very impactful. Now take that to the new programming language, um, which is the way we speak, natural language. Uh, you're going to open up app creation to a, a whole new user base, and it's going to really uh, be a transformation, right? We've seen business transformations in technology where things went from paper uh, to Excel, right? A lot of businesses continued to run on Excel today. A lot of their critical workloads, but we saw a lot of them coming to Power Platform. So think of this as another shift, right? Uh, we're we're moving towards new business tools, and they're going to be purpose built apps. They're going to be apps enriched with AI, and they're going to be apps that uh, everyone can build based off of their business knowledge. And so, what you're telling me is, I can make my job easier. I can make everybody else's job easier just by using this low code platform and entering co-pilot or AI, so to speak. Yeah, the goal is for you to participate with the technology. I, I think Ted, who was on your, your previous podcast, gave, gave the term of this being uh, a co-pilot, not an autopilot, right? And that's the design choice that we made going in. It's for you to participate with the technology. And what I talk to a lot of customers about is, is the concept of AI. Some customers view it as this large, just um, kind of monolithic technology that they interact with. But AI actually comes in a lot of different bits and pieces. It's like cloud in many ways, right? AI could be a summarization that saves you five minutes from reading an article when you're looking at 15 of them, right? That translates to better service. Um, AI could be an embedded feature in our power virtual agents like Conversation Booster, where I can chat with a website. Um, AI can also be something very complex, like a cognitive search where we're looking through documents for terms and determining intent. There's a lot of different ways uh, to solve these problems. And, you know, we know Microsoft is going to bring a lot of different ways to solve those, you know, going from no code all the way to pro code. That is fantastic. And you're right. Microsoft is finding ways to bring this technology to uh, the surface level for other people to use that aren't data scientists. You mentioned something where you can create your own co-pilot. Can you elaborate on that? Because I see that as being yeah. super powerful for, for organizations to say, you know what, we want to help our end users in a specific you know, niche use case. Yeah. If you think of breaking it down, you know, every co-pilot 
has a pilot and KJ, you, you know, this, right. It is when, when you fly, you don't just go up there in the air and, and kind of navigate your way left to right. Right. You, you always have a plan and intent and you know where you're going. And, um, the idea of, of working with the co-pilot and building your own co-pilot is there's a lot of different pilots in business. And there's, um, you know, ways that we've seen kind of a, a high level pilot experience. You know, maybe we're building something in power apps, like a PVA and describing a topic, but, what about um, what power platform solves in the first place? You know, which is the app gap, right? If there's a, an application that's specific to you, maybe you're using um, our FNO and Dynamics and seven other products, and there's not a feature that does the same thing in all of those, but you need all those systems, you could use Power Apps for that. Take that concept uh, and, and apply it here, right? And you can do that throughout um, your industry and throughout your business. You know, think of like a, a claims processor co-pilot experience, right? Where it's only looking at specific information to claims processors, maybe specific algorithms to your business and your customer data, that kind of experience. Like how could that help you draft emails, replying to people, uh, following up, fact-checking information, right? Heavily, heavily regulated industries too, right? You need to do a lot of research and things uh, going against specific sources and often search engines and academia is, you know, a great example too, right? So think of bringing all those experiences and like everyone could use a co-pilot in like all of their application experiences. I think I look at every application and there's at least like one or two scenarios where I'm like, it'd be cool if I could type something on the right and just have it do it for me. No, I love it. I love it. And so... Like when you think about Copilot even a little bit more and shout out to you for being a co-pilot for me and helping me learn dynamics um, all the way around. So when I look at this, everybody talks about the security of Copilot AI power apps. How are we molding that all together so it's a seamless experience for our customers? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Power Platform has, has been doing that, you know, since its um, uh, creation, right? Its goal was to connect to your data, you know, securely, uh, whether it's uh, programmatically accessible or even accessible by human you know, through robotic process automation, right? So um, taking the concept of Azure OpenAI, as a secured service, it's on the customer's tenant, right? It's it's on your data, it's within your network bounds versus open AI, which is an open call, right? We're still using the LLMs within the secure bounds of it. And the most important part is we're grounding it and we have the opportunity to ground it uh, in all of your business data. So this is gonna give you uh, the, the, uh, the accuracy of, um, you know, connecting to all of your data sources for things like decision making and taking it into context when drafting and summarizing. So uh, having that differentiation uh, between just like an open AI service or a tool that's using open AI versus you actually having your own open AI service, right? It's like you kind of controlling uh, how you use that API. That's going to be the differentiator because it's secure. Uh, you can use it without worrying about your data going uh, back and forth and, and outbound, and you can you know, ground it in your data, which is going to give you more accurate uh, results and summarizations. Yep, I love that. And that co-pilot with that context, you can think of it if you're taking a journey, right? That co-pilot having your context, think of it as the preferences of how you like to ride in the car. Do you like a smooth ride? Do you prefer a particular type of music, that type of thing? Your business data, as I understand it, serves to be that type of context and personalization, just like you said. No other company's information is going to affect yours. Uh, it was just pre-trained with the, at the greater, you know, prior to it being integrated into your uh, tenant, it was pre-trained with all that mass data. But now with, in your tenant, 
it's yours. So that business yeah. data, the, the personalization, that context, that is huge. I, I yeah. thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, and we, we know all the sales you know, users, right? Dynamics CRM out there are always looking and, and marketing for that matter too. We're looking for those ways to personalize experiences more, right? Customer experiences, whether it be through the sales process or service. So this is going to enhance uh, the way you communicate with customers, the way we understand the intent of customers and, and overall just uh, the rate of um, better communication, I think, will increase, which will leave more time for employees and organizations to be more impactful and take their organizations to the next level or their future milestones that they want to reach. Makes sense. Now, Brian, one thing that I struggled with with Power Apps was Power Automate in particular uh, and Power Platform as a whole. How do you see Copilot you know, benefiting and helping those uh, use Power Automate. Yeah, I, I think it uh, like with most technology uh, before the AI era, there, there was a learning curve, right? Like you could put any new product in front of any technologist and there's a certain amount of time uh, that it takes for you to get to uh, a level of being able to create uh, what I say is something of value, right? Something impactful to the business or the like end intent of your code or function, right? And I see Copilot uh, for Power Automate, your situation specifically is kind of flattening that curve, right? Getting you to a level of like, Kevin, here's everything set up. You know, the flow is here as you describe it. You can then make the initial uh, changes and any additions to it that you need to provide the value. That gets you to value faster. It's like using a development framework too, right? We could go back to like using pure code or you can use a framework that augments pieces for you. It's using that with the human language as programming. Yeah. So, Brian, what, what are some of the resources that you use to learn all of this content? This isn't something you've probably learned overnight. So where where are you getting your content and how can others go and replicate exactly what you're doing in your uh, in, in your work environment? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. It's like nothing I've seen before. Where if I even kind of take my eyes off it for four or five days, it, it seems like you know prompt engineering has uh, evolved. You know, years um, within days, right? So, right. Uh, of course, I'm leveraging you know the learn the learn Microsoft stuff for the uh, Azure OpenAI. Uh, how I interact with that API. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, YouTube channels out there uh, from our MVPs that are they're showing you know how to use a lot of these features and, and pretty good use cases. Uh, and the third part is I'm just you know really just jumping in and, and I'm learning and I'm trying to build things and I'm making mistakes and I'm getting the wrong content back and I'm refining my prompts and um, this is this is really unique because it's like um, uh, increasing um, the feedback loop right and if you think of like when you develop code or walk through code it's like you step through things and you iterate and it's always better the next time but being able to iterate in human language and interacting with the AI it's it's a really great experience even when you're making errors uh, it's actually like even more rewarding like getting into a serious error and what it throws back and trying to get it to give you a more accurate answer. So all those resources and just like diving in and playing with it, think of a cool use case and implement it. See if it impacts your own life. Can you save your own time, you know, save yourself time, you know, with this tool? That's kind of where it all started for me. Yeah. So tell me about a cool use case then. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the ones that I've been uh, building out and uh, helping customers with is just uh, general email creation, right? But uh, more kind of targeted email creation. So maybe we're pulling data from two or three sources, right? Maybe a CRM system, an ERP system, and a custom API. Uh, we're able to take all of that context um, into a Canvas app, and this is all no code, right? And we're able to develop our prompt using text and pass it those parameters and use AI Builder to basically bring back an email, right? So that's pretty cool. I'm able to draft an email with intent, who, who it's going to, all that stuff. And the really cool part is the way that this technology handles language translation. So I can literally just type in XYZ language. I can translate and, and play around with text. It, it's a huge savings. And the other one is summarization, which is, I think, one of the most understated use cases of AI. Uh, when you get into service scenarios, uh, how many hours of your week do you think you spend reading, you know, the wrong document, you know, the wrong website, uh, the wrong blog on something? I mean, we do it as technologists you know, daily. Having just a 50 to 100 word summarization of what an article does and what it doesn't uh, is a huge time saver. So when you bring that into the enterprise and you're looking at all of the stuff that you're managing through SharePoint, OneDrive, other data sources, summarization and allowing someone to just go to the next topic quickly, you're not saving them hours, but you're saving them seconds, like thousands of times over the course of the year and your employees. So that's like one of my favorite use cases. And I'm really expanding on prompts with it to try to get like that perfect summarization Love that. Those are definitely some uh, great tools I've used already. The summarization one is fantastic. It helps with so much, especially when there's email threads that extend months and I have to remember, what, what was it that I even talked about with this customer? The summary there helps me stay on point and, and uh, kind of expedites that. Oh yeah. What, what are my action items in this email? I don't want to read 30 emails. I just want to know what Brian is responsible for and when, and there it is, right? That's, that's a huge time saver. Now, Brian, you mentioned a couple things about AI, and we know that there are AI features in Power Apps that are outside of Copilot. So how do those two compare to each other, Copilot uh, versus the existing AI features in Power Apps? Yeah, I think it's that it's that shift in in how we view and work with AI, right? It, it, this is a sticky, sticky technology. You know, think of like ChatGPT. It grew uh, to 100 million users in three months. It'll probably be at half a billion users, according to some technologists, by 2024, right? So this is something that people are interested in. They're interested in participating with it. And that hasn't happened, I think, for a long time with technology. I don't think like mass adoption excitement has been seen for something that could be applied to business uh, since probably cloud computing. Um, so Power Apps, you know, bringing that experience for app builders is really, uh, uh, you know, showing them that, hey, there's a curiosity to use this stuff to build tools. This is how we're approaching it. And I think people see it as uh, a greater way to participate in app building uh, with the technology. And um, the AI tools before, they were great time savers, right? And they can still be used. But I think just bringing that participation experience into it for that new kind of generation of app builders is what's uh, really going to differentiate this latest set of features and experiences. Love it. Brian, well, thank you for being our co-pilot to the co-pilot for Power Apps discussion. I know I've learned a lot. I know KJ's learned a lot. So thank you for being a great returning guest. And you know what? We may have to have you on as a returning, returning guest. So thank you, Brian. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the chance to speak. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators. 
with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks. Thank you.